Welcome back to Happily Babbly Ever After. Ah, drive through. The joys of impatiently order food over an intercom to someone who can't read your lips. The instant gratifications of a warm bag of food magically appear in your lap. That awkward feeling. They got my order wrong again. So you avoid eye contact at all costs. And the freedom of not have to dress for another human being. You know what I'm talking about. There is nothing more American than drive-through. With most states are now restricting dine-in, drive-through has been resurrected and given a new life. And you just relieve that you can still order McDonald's in this trouble time with all the social distancing restrictions. Ah, a sense of normalcy in the trouble time. When I first became an American, I feel that I'm now entitled to drive through. Are you sure you want to do this, Mom? Take a deep breath in. It's okay. It's really okay. I'm an American now. I earn this. This is my birthright. Drive through. Here I come. Like most people, I thought McDonald was the mastermind behind drive-through. Apparently, there wasn't. I guess it's true what they say. Just because it's still bad doesn't mean they invented it first. So in this episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are going to visit the historical landmarks of drive-throughs. So step in my van, and we'll go back in time. To unveil the histories of a drive-through, a long, long time ago, a while back in 1921, there was this restaurant named Pig Stand that stand on a highway between Dallas and Fort Worth. The owner had these strong convictions: people are so lazy, they don't want to get out of their car to eat. So he built、um, the pig stand around this idea. You stay in your car. We'll bring the pig to you. And he came up with a very catchy slogan. Actually, a delightful meal served at your will. It's so catchy, right? His wife thought he was nut, but was he? Soon, pig stand was an instant hit. Car was rolling in faster than pig can walk. The pig stand quickly became a legend among restaurants, as you can imagine. And before you know it, restaurant became disco bars with cowhops running around on their roller skater. It was super slick. Cowhops would greet driver in the parking lot. They would take their orders and then they return with a magic trays of burgers and fries. I mean, if you were the first customer that ever experienced, you would be so amazed. Your mind would be blown. Whoa! Where did the food come from, kids? I magically made it appear, sir. Whoa! You can do roller skate and magic. You are the whole package. I got candy in the back of my van. Would you like some? Back in the 1920, if you can roller skate. Not only you can impress your friends, maybe even get yourself a date, but for sure you 
can get a job and bring food to the table. Literally. Suddenly, car became more than just a thing that gets you from A to B. It's now American's newest dining room. Welcome to my dining room. Don't you just love, love, love that barbecue pork sense I have in here? I just got that last night. Yeah, it's just perfect. Maybe I jazz it up a little tonight and add a little French fry scent this afternoon. This. Is the lie, which is how men impress the lady in the 1920. By the way, so as Carhop was able to bring food to hungry eater faster, customer were able to eat their meal in their fine dining room in the restaurant parking lot. They was able to bond with their car, and they have a deeper connections and stronger bond to their car more than ever. Oh, the joys of sitting and eating a full meal course in my car, car, sweet car. As the demand rose for faster and faster service, car hop also became more competitive as a profession. I can skate as fast as the next Olympic gold medalist in roller skating. I'm sorry, kid. That's just not gonna cut it for us. We need you to be faster. I'm a fast learner. I can prove my speed in no time. How much does it pay? Perhaps I can enroll in advanced roller skating at my community college. We proudly pay the minimum wage, kid, but no healthcare insurance. Okay. I guess I just need to save up in advance for accidents on the job then. So to save the precious lives of car hops, you think it's only a matter of time for a driver to pull up. And order at windows. Well, that took a while for people to connect the dots. But something exciting happened in the 1930s. No, I'm not talking about the Great Depressions. It was a time when banks introduced service at their windows, so customer could do their business from the comfort of their cars. Drive-through banks was not only convenience, but also a necessity because this was a time of rising gang violence. You think we are bang? No, no, no. We are just a window. Rob the dine-in instead. I mean, if you were rich during the Great Depression and want to make a deposit, you don't want to be flashy with your cash on the street. You don't want to wait in line with a bunch of people. You may not have any cash left by the time it was your turn. What you need is quick, safe service. The same way you order your meal at the pick stand, a convenient service from the comfort of your car, but faster. So you need to do it through the window. You can still see these exhibit today at bank around the nations. It's called the ATM. So after that, restaurant started to adopt this practice and adding people to their windows. Now, window at restaurant was more than just something you look outside and prepare to run from robbery. Now it has a deeper meaning to restaurant owner. And legends has it the Red Giant Hamburg was the first restaurant in the U.S. to have a drive-through windows in 1947. But nobody's talking about them because the most successful drive-through restaurant was In-N-Out Burger, which is a hundred square with five cooks. 
behind glass wall making burger. Five people inside a hundred square foot shop. You guys living it up. There was no seat, no outside parking. The mowers they just rolling in. Got so attracted by the sign, no delay. Outside of In and Out Burger, and the restaurant delivered exactly what it promised. No fuss, no quality, just in and out. Though In and Out was very thoughtful because they gave their customer lap mat so that they can protect their precious laps while eating in their car. How come we don't get lap mats anymore this day? Bring back the lap mat. I want lap mat. Then Jack, the famous Jack, got arrested and put inside a box. After he got out, he decided that he would add intercom to his Jack in the Box store because he just reminiscing the box he was in at the federal prison so much. Why not making people order food the same way? Cop get back, guys. It's the same mentality if you think about it. So intercom was first used in 1951, and it was as hard for people to communicate via intercom as it is today's. On top of that, people were so scared because they don't know where the voice came from. So Jack. Being a man, had to install a sign next to the intercom, and the sign actually said, "Jack will speak to you." It's me, guys. It's okay, just me, Jack, not God. What do you want? And y'all can imagine, Cowhop quickly extincts as restaurant adopt intercom. Yo, yo, let's have people order via the intercom. Let the people speak directly to the chef and cut out the middleman. Okay. Also, the automobile industry chipped in during the 1950 by gradually adding cup holders to the car, to the point that there was more cup holder than the number of passengers in the car. You want to drink for yourselves and all your imaginary friends? We got you covered. And after that, it was only a matter of time before drive-through really take it off. By the 1970, most family became two-income household, and divorce rate was on the rise. So, single-parent household and after-school activity became more socially acceptable, which making eating out became the new normal for busy working families. Also, those people that like to live on the suburb so they can have bigger house, bigger yard, bigger TV. Turn out they also have a longer commute, and check this out. According to the National Restaurant Association, in 1984, 40% of all food dollars was spent on meals eaten away from home. 40%, guys, wowzer! And then by the late 1980, 25%, 25% of all breakfast was eaten outside the home in America. Whoopie do! People don't eat lunch and dinner, and now people don't have time to eat breakfast inside their big house. So you may wonder at this point, where did your favorite McDi opt in for drive-through? And this may shock you because it does shock me, because I learned that McDi and many major fast food chain didn't opt in for drive-through window until 1970. They was what we call lager. 
When they finally added drive-through window in 1970, after hours of thinking, hang on a minute, there are so many cars on the road, and there are not as many drive-in inside Wendy. What do people do? Where do people go? How do people eat? People gotta eat, right? So Wendy put two and two together, and chabam! It was a relief to know that people back then didn't understand whatever the heck was being communicated over the intercom. In 1970, at Wendy's, and it is still today. It is always nice to know something hasn't changed. Ah, oh, the formality. Wendy was having so many problems and issues when introduced drive-through because customer was unfamiliar with the process, and let's be honest, couldn't understand a word saying from the cashier over the speaker. So the staff have to run outside, take order with pen and a pad. So basically, Wendy brought back the car hops, you guys, just the slower versions without the roller skater. That is to compensate for the intercom failure. Burger King shortly followed Wendy and added drive-through in 1975 because the king believed. That is a good idea to serve the citizen and send them their way ASAP. Following Burger King footstep, McDonald finally added the drive-through. After a long procrastinations, McD was having a hard time to justify for drive-through window. You guys, we already fast. Our food is already unhealthy. We. Have contributed enough to the obesity epidemic. Why do we need a drive-through window? It's always nice to know McD was a nice guy. Once in a while, it touched my heart. I'm out of time for today. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, happily babbling ever after.